Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. So today, if you've got your Bible ready, we're going to get right into the Word of God. Let's go to John chapter 13, John chapter 13. This series is called Love Wins. This is the fifth part of the series, which we've been doing. You'll want to go through each one. Uh, the second part of the series had a lot. The Bible says, Jesus said, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have loved one to another. Turn, if you will, with me to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John, that's 1 John 4, verse 10. 1 John 4, verse 10. Herein is love. This is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us. And He sent His Son to be the appropriation of our sins. Beloved, if we, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us, and His love is perfected in us. You know, the Bible tells us, here that love is not an add-on thing to our Christianity or to our Christian belief. It is the most important element of our Christian faith, of our Christian belief. You know, the Bible tells us that our faith works by love. You know, it's so important that we get equipped with the Word of God, that the Bible, the Word of truth, is equipping us with the knowledge, with hope, with faith, with understanding, that we might Be completely furnished, the Bible says. You know, the Word of God will furnish your life. It will furnish your thoughts. It will furnish your mind like a home is furnished. You know, in a home, you know, as a man, you know, but prior to my getting married, my wife and myself, we would probably have two different ideas of what furnishing would look like, what furnishing a home would look like. And you know, one of the things that I, I'm probably a little bit more simple. I could probably have a couch, a table, a couple of chairs, big TV, and I'm good to go, you know. But my wife's not like that. She's going to have paintings. She's going to have vases with flowers and all different types of things uh, all around the home. It's going to look really pretty. She'll have, you know, shelves with little uh, decadence of different things. And, and it looks really beautiful. That's how my wife is. And, and you know, so there's a difference there. But... When the home is completely furnished, in my house, my wife, she will completely furnish that home. And uh, I would have lots of extra space, you know, a lot of wall space. But uh, my wife, she'll have paintings on the wall. She'll have different things. You know, the house will look beautiful. Uh, It'll be furnished, completely furnished. You know, and that's how the Word of God will do in your life. And that's why it's so important, I believe, in our day and time that we are furnished with the Word of God. Why? Because today... And in the time that we are in, as we get closer to the time of the return of Jesus, the Bible says that there will be those who will depart from the faith, even giving heed to seducing spirits and other types of doctrines, winds of doctrines that will come from all over the places. Because right now there's a lot of winds blowing. We can find all kinds of things out there today, uh, whether it be on the Internet, whether it be in other places, because right now it seems like this is... Uh, a lot of way that, that we're getting our message and our word. Uh, but let me just say this. 
You know, my wife this week put out a video, and she, and she talked about not forsaking ourselves together as a manner of some are. You know, there's going to come a time that we're going to gather back together. We need to be looking forward to that day because it's so important to the development of our spiritual walk with God, our life and our walk with God. It is so important. Element understanding concerning our love growth, our ability to grow in God, our ability to fulfill the things that God would have us to do. Now, let me just say this. As we are furnished with the Word of God, we'll have less opportunity to reject, denounce, or renounce the things in which we believe. Today, you find, and you may be hearing of different people, you might see people of prominence within the kingdom of God somehow, maybe a worship leader whom you know or whom you like or whatever, and they might say, well, I'm going to sing Christian music, but I'm going to renounce my faith in God or walk away from the body of Christ somehow uh, blaming things and doing things, and they've made up their own mind how, they're, how they feel about something, and now they're going to walk away from it. Well, you know, the Bible tells us, teaches us that that person is not walking in a furnished place when it comes to the Word of God in their life. They're not walking by the Word of God. They're not even in a place of love. They might say, well, I love God, but I don't love the church. I don't love people. I don't love this. I don't love that. Well, my Bible tells me if the love of God dwells in you, you're going to dwell in a place of love and you'll grow in that kind of love towards His church, towards His people. So if we're going to dwell in God... We have to dwell in love, for God is love. You know, maybe I can compare this to uh, uh, an example here and give you an example. I know years ago uh, when I uh, first started desire to play golf, you know, some people like golf, some people like to play golf. You know, one of the things uh, I found out that, you know, for me, I thought I could probably get out there and just start playing. I knew something about it, you know. And, and me being in the church all of my life, uh, growing up in church, uh, every time the doors were open, you know, my mom and dad, we were there. And uh, uh, being at school and being at work and being at university, even at and in the church too, I found people felt the same way about God and about the church as I did about golf. You know, I figured I could just go out there and start playing golf because, I mean, you know, I played putt-putt golf. I've watched golf at times, you know. Uh, good, good thing to watch if you want to take a nap, you know. Uh, you know, you put it on TV and, and watch that, you know. And, and anyhow, I thought I had some idea. Of, I mean, how hard can it be? I mean, I've got some golf clubs, you know, get you a golf club, get you some balls and go out there and, you know, hit the ball, knock it into the hole. I mean, you know, all you're trying to do is just do it with uh, in, in as few many uh, hits as possible, you know. So uh, you're out there, you know, and you're, you're just going to do it and, and make it in there as fast as you can. No, no big deal, right? So uh, what do we do? You know, I know what I did when I first started playing golf. Uh, you know, I thought, well, the first thing I need to do is get some golf clubs. I go out and went, went to the sports store, you know, uh, one of the sporting goods stores there, you know, where they sell kayaks, guns possibly in some places, uh, where they sell uh, clothes. You know, you can find designer clothes. You can find everything you want to in one shop fishing gear, fishing tackle, baseballs, footies, footballs, whatever, uh, basketballs, everything was there, weights, you know, uh, everything you need, right? So you go to that type of store, and you go in, and you buy you a set of clubs. You know, you find one that you like, you know, good color, maybe a good, good feel in your hand or something, you know, and they might even have a place of room where you can go in and kind of smack a few balls around, you know, and, but oftentimes that's how we look at church, People think, well, you know, I know what it is. 
And their concept is they come into the house of God thinking they know God already. You know, even when they got saved, you know, they just, before they got saved, they knew something about God. They thought they knew something about the church and what it is and what it does, what it's supposed to do. You know, I found a lot of people like that at school, at work, and in university. You know, I talked to different people. And, and, and I'd ask them, you know, uh, do you, are you born again? Or do you know Jesus Christ? Do you go to church anywhere? Some of them would say, oh, I believe in God. Yeah, I, I, I pray. I don't go to church, you know, I'm, but I, I'm a Christian. Or they might say, you know, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't like to hang out with all those hypocrites, you know, and I don't want to be a hypocrite, you know, things of that nature. You know, all these kinds of things. They think they know something about it. So sometimes when people come out of that place and they come into the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, all of a sudden they think, you know, shoot, I can play 18 holes. You know, who are you, so to speak? Or who is that person? Or what is this about? You know, or whatever. You know, they have all kinds of ideas about the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. But oftentimes they're not furnished with the Word of God. And that's how we begin to know the Lord. And that's how we begin to understand His kingdom and the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. The purpose of the church and every purpose that every member has within the body. You know, it's not very difficult when you have equipping. But it can be very challenging to people who refuse the equipping or reject the knowledge. Next thing you know, it's confronting. Why is it confronting? It only confronts those in whom is unwilling to change, unwilling to grow in the Word. And that's something that we have to understand. We want the Word of God to change us and grow us so that we can be fully furnished and equipped. And one of the key elements of that is learning how to walk in love. You know, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 says this. And I'm going to read all the way through verse 18. Ephesians 4, verse 11. I want to show you something because we're talking about love. And I have a very special word I want to give to you today because in this part of this series, I want to show you this morning how to be a great leader. How to walk in as a Christian as the head and not the tail. Above only and not beneath. Blessed coming in, blessed going out. Blessed in the city, Blessed in the field. I'll tell you, if we'll get this understanding today, there is something here that was going to help you to maintain and keep that level. Listen, there's things within that, though, that the Bible teaches that we need to participate in, we need to do. But that comes from understanding the Word of God. That comes from uh, getting it on the inside of you and committing to the Word of truth uh, by the doing of the Word of God. Now, it's so important that we understand that. But let me just read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. He says, and he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting, for the maturing, for the equipping of the people of God, the church, the saints, every person who calls themselves, I've been saved by grace through faith, for the work of the ministry. So God has given gifts to people to equip people for the work, for the work of the Lord, for the work of the ministry, for the building up, for the Edifying for the increase of the body of Christ, for the church. Verse 13, till we all come in the unity of faith. Till we come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. Unto a mature, a perfect, not one that is lacking equipping man, person, in whom that as that person is growing and developing, the equipping should bring that person to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. See, this is the goal. 
through the equipping, there's two parts there. You can get the knowledge, you can get the teaching, you can get the equipping, but you're going to have to receive it, not, let, not, not reject it. You're going to have to become a person who will change into that image through the Word of God. So the Bible says that we're being equipped for the fullness of the stature of Christ. And when we look at Christ, we have to look at what his purpose was, what his mission was, what he did, how he, how he did it. And oftentimes people look at, you know, well, I want to do the miracles. I want to do the prophecy. I want to work in the gifts. Well, first, you have to understand why did he come. For this is why he came, to lay down his life. That's where it begins. We want the other things oftentimes without the laying down of the life. And this is where a lot of things get confused, messed up in the body of Christ. This is where people get hurt. This is where people get offended. This is where all of the stuff comes from because we're not committed to something beyond ourselves. And here's what Jesus, the Bible says, so we're growing in the fullness of the stature of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about every wind of doctrine by all different manners of teaching, even by those who have their own personal advantage at, at heart when they try to bring something out to you, when they try to draw people to themselves. And this is, this is very unique. And this happens, and he's not talking just about teachers, he's talking about people in the body of Christ. Conversations and groups and different things that happen. And this is what he's telling us about. So he says that we're not children. Verse 14, so we're not children tossed to and fro. See, the Bible says that we can be like children. You know, one of the things about children is, is usually you have to train them that you have to share. It's not just about you, you know. Uh, oftentimes, children, they, they just think it's about them. It's just, you know, uh, they, they are selfish. And, uh, you know, one of the things I have learned, you never have to train your child to lie. You have to train them not to lie. And you have to correct them. You have to teach them. You have to raise them. You have to train them. And this is how we come into the body of Christ. No matter how old we are, no matter what knowledge we have in this world and in life and how we see ourselves, we're still a child of God, and we are born again. We are born as a babe. And we have to grow by the sincere milk and meat of the Word of God so that we can be fully furnished and equipped. And the foundation of that equipping that you will never outgrow is how to, con- to keep your body in, a- in mind and you walk out of a place of love when it comes to your growing in Christ. So the Bible tells us, here he says, so we're not children. Children, they, they, they want, oftentimes, they're, they're the ones that are, you know, I want this and that. Get my way sometimes. If, if they're spoiled, they're going to throw a fit until you give it to them. You know, we have, we have people like that today in the body of Christ. They're tossed to and fro, carried about. The Bible says that they are able to be deceived. Look at this. It says, by the slight of men, cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. So these people are more open for deception who walk as children. Who are not developing and growing. Not allowing the Word of God to equip them. From whom the whole body, the Bible says, verse 15, sorry, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into Him in all things. Which is the head. Christ. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies according to the effectual working and the measure of every part. What does that mean? Well, first of all, it tells us that the word of truth, and we're talking about love here, 
begins to cause us to grow up in all things. And it also teaches us that as we do, we're growing up as Christ. If we call ourselves Christian, this is an area we have to uh, learn and develop in. We will never outgrow love. Love is just not something we feel. Love is something you give. Love isn't something we're looking for. Love is something we do. As a child, we'll say, I need, I receive, I want. As a grown-up, you give, you, you commit. That's what love does. See, love is about giving and commitment, not just about receiving and needing and getting. I tell you, it's so important. He says that through this, we're growing up into Christ. Where the whole body is fitly joined together. See, this is where it's so important that where God has joined you to, we commit to so we can grow up. If you don't commit where you're planted within the church that God has connected you into, whether you're in Pursuit Church or any other church on this planet today, and you hear this message, you commit yourself to that body so you can grow up in God. Because you're not going to grow up in God just through knowledge and getting a degree in something and other things. Because this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where it gets worked out and you actually grow up. You can have all knowledge and know all prophecy and everything else. But if you don't understand this area of love, you're just a tinkling brass, a sounding cymbal. And you, you, the Bible says you're nothing. 1 Corinthians 13. Doesn't matter what kind of title you got, what you call yourself, whether you call yourself an apostle or a prophet, but if you are not in a place of commitment to where you grow, not just what you want to say, which you want to get other people's admiration or other things drawn to you. No, it's something that you commit to, that you are giving your love to so that you can supply and compact it by. You can compact that body and fitly join it together because the Bible says that the, the measure that love is working on the inside of you makes increase of the body unto its edification of itself in love. So the measure of the development that you have grown in your love walk is how you will affect the body of Christ. Because one step out of love is a step out of God and one step out of God is a step into sin. And when we step out of that, the Bible tells us and teaches us. Now we're, we're, we're out of the position that we're supposed to be walking in under the fountain of blessing that pours out from God. But if we stay in that place, when we stay in that place, your prayers won't be hindered. You're, 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 there'll be, the blessing of God will overtake you in the way the Bible teaches. I tell you, it's so important. So verse four, 17 says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you henceforth not walk as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Keep this in thought. Remember that. This I say. So Paul the Apostle, writing to the church of Ephesus, says, Now I say this. And testify in the Lord. I tell you, that is a powerful statement what he's saying there. You need to hear that today. He said, now I'm saying all of this and testify in the Lord that you do not walk as the world walks. In the vanity of their mind. That means they're blown around. Remember, not, they're tossed to and fro. Uh, doing a little study in Psalms chapter 1. Talked about that the ungodly are not so. Because they're tossed around. They're just blown around by whatever is going on. A lot of times people in the church are that way. Why? Because they're not rooted and grounded in love. The Bible teaches us we're called to be rooted and grounded in love. When a, a person is not walking in love, 
their root system is diseased. If the root system is diseased, they're not going to bear the fruit of God. They'll bear other fruit. They'll bear the, the vanity of their mind. They'll bear whatever is vanity. What is vanity? That is selfishness. Now, you want to keep this in your thought as we go along because it's so important. That's what the world is living by. They're not walking in love. They can't walk in love. They can't walk in the God kind of love. They can walk in human love. They can walk in the love that, that benefits them. They'll love those who love them. But see, that's not the kind of love we're called to walk in. A Christian is a person who develops in Christ. That they walk as Christ walked. They live as Christ lived. Living as Christ lived as He laid down His life. That He might fulfill the will of the Father and obey Him and do His commands. You see, the world cannot do that. For one, they don't have the love of God in them. Because the Holy Spirit hasn't shed abroad His love in them as He's done in you. The Bible says that they walk according to the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them for the, for the ignorance. It doesn't, listen, there's a lot of people know, have heard about God, heard about Jesus, but what is the ignorance? It's a willful ignorance and a rejection of the Word of God. We should not be like that. We should not walk like that because of the blindness of their heart. They can't see beyond themselves. They can't see beyond whatever is going to benefit them and what their wants are, what their needs are. So, what am I saying? We need to grow in love. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.